This is a Rooster Teeth production. This is episode 30. Fleet Coffee on Weberville. I mean, sort of. We got, we have Fleet Coffee. We ordered Fleet Coffee, and then it was pretty crowded there. Yep. And uh, so we walked eight feet over to the Lost Well. (laughs) Yeah. Which is the bar next door. We're sitting outside, which we have uh, some history with, in the tangentially at least. Uh, Just in the sense that this was the people who used to open, or or who used to run the bar that we used to go to a lot with Adam. Oh, Lovejoy's. Lovejoy's. Right. Uh, They had the best jukebox in Austin I, back in the day. Casino really? did, I thought, for I like a long cas- time. I liked Lovejoy's better. It was a little more punk okay. heavy for me. I, I liked the, the casino one a little more. Yeah. Uh, I love the Casino Camino jukebox. I think it's a great jukebox. Lovejoy's, you could like take your own growler and fill it, fill it up with beer there, right? That's like yeah. what I remember about yeah. them. I'll tell you what I remember about Lovejoy's. What's that? And this is how... <laughs> you can tell how rarely these things happen to me in my life. I got uh, I got hit on by a hot chick at Lovejoy's once. Ah. Right on, man. It's probably one of four times it happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Uh, it, it was so clear. I was married to my first wife at the time, so I was like, oh, that's very flattering. Thank you, but I'm, I'm with somebody. Uh, but uh, I will remember that till the day I die, probably. I don't have any memories like that of Lovejoy's. <laughs> Or in general, so I'll just get that out of the way. Well, I only have like three. I only have like three memories. You only have three memories? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Three good memories of being hit on by people, yeah. And none of them them have been in the last 15 years. Uh, Oh, yeah. We used to go to Lovejoy's every now and then. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like on our regular rotation, but we, we, we stopped in. Our Fairly friend, frequently, it was like it was like a local spot for our friend Adam, so yeah. we would go there to visit him. Where where was it? It was right off of six, just north of six, right off of Trinity Probably, on the west side. Right I want to say there. it's like on the west side of the street, north of six. Probably like off of three blocks west of Emos is how I would have described okay. it. Yeah, then. yeah, right around there. I don't remember what was next to it or what was on six. Or goddess, I can't possibly tell you what's there now. Yeah, it uh, it it went it closed. I don't know, 2009, 2010. I'd say like 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe a little 12. longer? Yeah. And then this place opened up not too long after that. Uh, what? Audio texture, a motorcycle. Uh, is this an area of town? So we're on Weberville Road. Yeah, there's we- great stuff on Weberville, which, by the way, another mm-hmm. little uh, piece of history. We, Gus and I have talked about the French fries that we were in love with mm-hmm. from Shaggy's, Shaggy's Boombastic way back in the day. Oh, right, yeah. Cavalier, which is, we're, is directly across the street from us. Yeah. Is a local bar. They have those fries. They have the fries. Yeah, because the, the lady that uh, owns it, her and her husband, it was her parents that owned so Shaggy's. I need, so I need to come over and get these fries. Yeah, so you want to get the good fries? They're right there, at Cavalier. Cavalier. Okay, what kind of fry? Can you describe the fries again? They're like, like jerk seasoning. Jerk they're jerk fries. The fries. <sighs> yeah, there's like spicy fries. They're really good. It. Yeah. So you go and you eat at Cavalier, and then yeah. you come across the street. To Lostwell, and so, then when you need to sober up, you go to Fleet. Yeah, is that, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And then right down the street to the right was Garmon's. I don't know if it's still open, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the best sandwich dive in Austin. Oh, really? Uh, is it better uh, than but, Avenue B? Yeah, because they're we, haven't nice. ta- we haven't talked about Avenue B. I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Have you, have you, you've never been to Avenue B? No, what's Avenue B? Uh, we'll take it, Avenue B. I don't like it's the a whole way fucking thing. I don't like the way you smiled when you said that. It's a it's a little grocery store on <laughs> Avenue B uh, over in Hyde Park, uh, and it's got like signs. It's been open since like the early 1900s. Uh, and there's it's the oldest grocery store in the state of Texas. Do you remember? Oh, wow. Do you remember the the soup Nazi on Seinfeld? Oh, yeah, yeah it's like that, that. that's that's what it is. Like, oh really? You cannot take your you cannot take pictures in there. No. Um, you there's like a there's it's like a really it's basically a glorified shitty convenience store. It's got like 
groceries in air quotes, you know, a couple of things that you might buy. Right. But at the back, there's um, like a window and you can order sandwiches there. And they've got like a big board over the window with like a bunch of different kinds of sandwiches you can order or you can do your own. Like, and it tells you step one, bread, like step two, meat or cheese, step three. And then you just go down all the different steps. However, the dude who makes the sandwiches and runs the place is very particular. And you must know what you want and you must order it in the correct way or he's going to yell at you. And you had better not commit the cardinal sin of opening your soda before you pay for Ooh. it. They, they will throw you out of the store for that. Whoa. They do not fuck around. Can you give me an example of what it would be like to order a sandwich from Avenue B? It's like, you, <laughs> you, you first of all, you got to have a plan. Okay. you got to know. you got to yeah. know the steps. you, you got to go in with a plan. Yeah. You go in. I want, you, of course, if you order one off the menu, it's fine. Yeah. If not, it's like, I want sourdough, provolone cheese, ham, lettuce, pickles. Thank you. Thank you. And step to the side. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good sandwich? It is. It's a phenomenal sandwich. <laughs> it is sandwich. an amazing sandwich. Listen, it, it's, it's great because if you look up the Yelp reviews for the place, uh-huh. it's like five, it's either five stars. This is a, this sandwich is amazing. This is the best thing ever. How did or, I not know about this? Or one star. The, the guy who works here is incredibly rude. I can't believe he's open. Like, there's no in between. It's either five star or one star. All I asked for was X and he blew his lid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. Hilariously, our, our good friend Monty, who used to work at Rich Teeth, uh, rest in peace, um, he lived across the street when he first moved to Austin. He lived across the street from the Avenue B Grocery for, I don't know, like a year and a half and didn't know it existed. And I would ask him all the time, you've been to Avenue B yet? And he's like, I don't know what that is. And I would describe like, it to like, him. Like, like look, right out, look out your window. You know? He'd be like, I don't, know, I don't, I don't have time for that. Yeah, l- l- listen, there's the two top reviews on Yelp right now. The top one's five star. The one right below it is one star. In all caps, it says, do not go here. The man who runs it is at least a jerk and possibly dangerous or violent. At least a jerk. <laughs> I should have looked possibly. up reviews before strolling into this business. <laughs> they have really good <laughs> vanilla pudding, too. <laughs> oh, and sometimes in the winter, they make soup. Mm-hmm. It's only when it's cold weather that they'll make the soup. I don't know if you ever had a soup there. The I don't know. I never are have. phenomenal. Okay. Absolutely. Like, amazing. I bet they, do they, they have coffee there, right? We should go. Do they have coffee there? We'll see. I don't think I don't, so. I don't, I don't think, think they do. Uh, maybe they don't. Maybe <laughs> we'll do a special episode there. I would be too scared to ask if they have coffee there. We'll take a coffee there and eat outside. I wouldn't even do that. Well, just we'll, <laughs> we'll eat do you, do you close think by. the convenience store has coffees inside of it to purchase? No, I don't maybe think Maybe cold so. brew. Like, <sighs> Boy. Like in a can or something. Did you ever go with Monty to Avenue B? I don't think he ever went. Oh, my God. The entire time you lived there. Wow. He didn't have time for such things. <laughs> it's well, I mean, I could I could see why he, he could miss it. It's like it looks like a kind of a dilapidated house, but it does have a bunch of I mean, like it, weird like quirky signs on it, it, right? It looks like it looks like the kind of place you'd stop at to buy antiques on the side of the road. Right. On, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And it, it's filled with yeah, things that look like, like old Texaco signs yeah. and shit. One thing that's cool that they do have is they have like they have like logs from the early 1900s, mm-hmm. like under like a glass case. So you can go in and you can see like their order logs from like 1905 and oh, shit. Wow. It's kind of neat. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, w- the way you've described this, I don't have a problem being particular about my order. I have no problem with that. I appreciate that guy. I've never had a good experience ordering from a little window in the back of a store. Oh my god, that's that's all restaurants in New Jersey. It really? Yeah. It man, I, just back home, and I feel like here it would just be like, well. This is, uh, something's wrong. I did something wrong. Everything's wrong now. 
I'm not allowed to get my food, and I'm about to get yelled at. The only, you know what? <laughs> the only place, and I'm still intimidated by. Sounds it. Sounds like you've been to, haven't you? Be <laughs> there, there. Ca- Casino El Camino is the only place that I order oh, from in the back, yeah. and I'm still intimidated by it. Uh, but like, that's the only place that I order from, like a little window in the back, and be all right with it. There used to be an, a, an intimidating kind of angry dude who worked at the window of Casino back in the there day. Was a, there was a road to revolving. <laughs> cadre of intimidating dudes that work at casino. I think, that was like the first requirement to work there. I think that those people are still, like that kind of person is still there. It's just that we're not 22. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe. Like yeah. that's that's the difference. There is definitely something intimidating about walking into any place in the back of a place. Yes. Because it gives the appearance of like a little secret, like it's not known, you're stepping into something you probably don't belong to, you're clearly the outsider the mm-hmm. second you walk in and you got to figure it out on the fly really fast. Yeah. I get it. I think that's scary too. But that being said, we definitely should. I, I, I like an idiot. I tried to look up Avenue B on Yelp to see if there were pictures of the menu online to see if I could find coffee. And I was like, "Oh right, there's no no pictures yeah. allowed. No pictures allowed inside. There's, of course, there's no <laughs> there's no photos of the menu." So this so this area of Austin, not at Avenue B, that's over in Hyde Park, but we're over in Weberville. Is uh, there's another bar right down the road called Kitty Cohen's, which is one of the first bars I ever went to on a date with Emily. Uh, wow. Yeah, now, I, obviously I had Diet Coke. Uh, <laughs> but that bar was cool. I don't know if they still have it because they had a, like a little waiting pool in it, and so you could go like stick your Yuck. feet in the water. Like, oh, that's that place. Yeah, like I've how, heard about that. How deep yeah. are we talking? Uh, not very deep. Like a plastic kiddie pool? No, it was like cement, like designed. And they have it there with drunk people. I guess so. Yeah. So it's a urinal. I don't think so. I think oh. I don't think I don't think that's the right clientele for them. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know. Drunk, I don't think they're a urinal in the bat. That sounds the pool that sounds kind of place. Disgusting to me. It, it's they, not. It's not like super deep or anything, right? Nah, like it's. No, I don't. Think it's it even was. worse. It's not diluted. <laughs> <laughs> the urine content's way higher. Uh, get out of here, B. This is a. This is technically like, what would you call this part? Like East Austin, I this guess. Is East Austin, yeah. This is off East Seventh Street, and it's right off of like, it's past the drag where there's like bars and stuff, and then yeah. you have. A lot of like houses, and then this this stuff in like the middle of stuff. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a two block street that has just a bunch of shit packed into it. Yeah, there's other stuff across the street that I don't even know what it is. I don't uh, think I, I, I don't think buildings. I don't think I've yeah. ever spent much time over here. I lived on really? the east side for a while, as you put it, right around the corner. Uh, but in real in reality, far away. It's a couple uh, of miles. I spent a ton of time over here. Really? I, 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 I don't know why. I just never never made it out over here. This fleet used to be my coffee shop, actually, but I'd keep running into Sophie and Nathan, and it, <laughs> it was just always awkward to have work conversations, so I stopped going. How weird. Yeah, they're gone now, though. So yeah, they, they lived pretty, pretty close, close to here, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they weren't too, too far. We're close to Rockstar Bagels. That place is pretty good. We're close to my old tattoo studio, Triple Crowns over oh, yeah? there. Yeah, it's all pretty. Rockstar Bagels seems like a weird spot. Um it's a weird building for sure. Yeah, it's just like in a weird place and it has signs outside like, don't ask us about your online order. We <laughs> fucking got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right, all right. It's, it fits Sorry. the vibe. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a, are they good? Because I'm more of a Nervous Charlie's Bagels place. Love, That's I like Nervous studio. Charlie's. Yeah. Love Nervous yeah. Charlie's. Is Rockstar better? No, worse? they're just okay. good. It just was over here. Okay. It's the only bagel option within a few miles. I really like Nervous Charlie's. I do too. I don't really like the... Um, Price of Nervous Charlie's, but I do like everything else about it. The sandwich, yeah, I guess it is kind of pricey. You can get a bagel by itself for like, what is it, two bucks? Something like that. Yeah. But I then you get a bagel by itself. Yeah, yeah, but then you want to get. I mean, I want to get cream cheese and a cup of coffee and like all this, and it just. I want to get. I want to get like ham and eggs. You want to get like a big. Yeah, you want to yeah. get like a big sandwich. Yeah, then you're looking at like eleven bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
And then at that point, you're just like, why am I eating this when I could go to Avenue B and get yelled at? <laughs> they, uh, they have weird hours. During, uh, God, I, I, I don't mean to keep pulling it back to Avenue B, but during the pandemic, their hours became very irregular and they were closed for a long time. So I just, I, I don't know if I've been back recently, just since they've resumed their regular hours. Because I would try to swing by every now and then. It would be like closed, closed, mm-hmm. closed. And I think even before the pandemic, like the owner went on a long vacation and there was just, like the closed sign was on for a long time with no explanation. Uh, and then he came back. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, ir- irregular hours sometimes. What, what was your regular order? Um, and how did you order it? Scared? Yeah, <laughs> shaking in my boots. Actually, I, I, I got to a point where I went there regularly enough where I wasn't scared anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he started to recognize me, so mm. it was okay. Uh, I don't remember. I wouldn't order one of the sandwiches off the menu. I knew I would get like sourdough and ham. I don't. I'd have to look at it again. And I'm sure if I looked at the menu, I could tell you exactly how I got it. But I can't remember anymore off the top of my head. I always get a BLT because that was the least substitutions I had to make, which is no mayonnaise. No mayonnaise. BLT, no mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, we should. We, we definitely should try to make it a point to go out there. Banana pudding. You guys ever go to kind of tropical over here? Yeah, yeah. I like that's a good spot. Uh, I like this area of Austin. Kind of Tropical, unfortunately, opened up after I quit drinking. It would have been a great place to day drink. Oh, it, <laughs> hey, it is a great yeah. place to day it's, drink. It's like the new, ver- well, so I think some of the people that own Yellow Jacket also own it. Um, it's oh. like a conglomerate, but I was going to say, it's like the new Yellow Jacket. I love Yellow Jacket. I used to, yeah. yeah. They got a Kind of Tropical, if you're not looking for drinking. Uh, they have great curly fries. Mm. Big curly fry guy. I've only been there a few times. Curly fries are all right. I'm, I'm thinking I'm trying to give my, my proper thoughts to curly fries. They're all right. They're not my favorite fry. They're not the worst fry. I spent so many fucking years over here on the east side in uh, bars and stuff, and now I don't come over here at all, ever. I mean, but why would you, right? Like, yeah. that part of you is, that's that, sort of, that's, hey, I don't that, know if you that know. That part of me that, died. That's sort of this podcast, where it's just like, oh, south of the river. It's yeah, like. There's it, stuff here now. Yeah. I, I, it's funny, because my, uh, my parents went to college here in Austin, and that's why I was born here, and uh, I used to like roll my eyes whenever they would come visit me and be like well when we lived here back in the 70s there was nothing south of riverside all of this is new and that's 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 fucking us now yeah (laughs) with like full circle now it's like oh this didn't used to be here or this used to be this or this used to be over there um do you remember um that there was briefly speaking of what used to be here there's a peruvian place right down the road oh that sounds familiar that was it's in that weird space like around springdale and seventh yeah it looks like a it almost looks like an RV park, but it's not. Yeah, I ate there. What yeah. was that place called? I don't remember, but we ate there with Matt, or I ate there with Matt a couple times. Yeah, I did eat there. Huge, huge fan of Peruvian food, Matt Hollum. I don't know if you know that. What? Oh, yeah. Huge, huge fan. Huge fan? He's yeah. a Peruviophile. <laughs> yeah. He is a Peruviophile. <laughs> Be very careful how you pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the... I had a so have you, have you tried this, um, this food truck right here? This Lick It Up Mexican street food plant-based? No. Like I said, I haven't been over here so so long. There's like a it's it's weird to me when I was uh, like really really strict uh, eating plant based. Uh, the I I missed certain kinds of food and sp- Mexican food specifically. There's a there's a great plant based Mexican trailer that now has a brick and mortar like off of East Twelfth called Nissi. Uh, so I'm curious how this place like stacks up because Nissi they have that trailer on East Twelfth and they opened up a brick and mortar over there like 183 in Burnett. Uh huh. That place is awesome. So I'm always looking for more plant-based Mexican <laughs> food. Like what kind of stuff do you get there? Uh, they have tacos, nachos, burritos, like Tex-Mex fare. Okay. It's all it's all really solid. But it doesn't have cheese. Well, no, no dairy. Yeah. Okay. How about that? Yeah. No, nothing, nothing animal-based. It's all plant-based stuff. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, 
Like shifting gears a little bit, we were talking about it on the way here. Uh, Jeff and I just got back from a vacation. And then Jeff went, oh, we should talk about vacations. And then it was you guys going, we've never been on vacation together. You haven't been on vacation together. And I understand that. And that's not what I'm trying to get at. You guys have been on so many trips to so many conventions together. What was that like? Because I have a lot of similar probably story stuff with like Mega 64 yeah. where it's not the, like when you're off the convention floor and it's like, hey, here's the after hours thing. And here's the here's the place that we're going to. Yeah. Here are the bar, bars that we're hopping to, like in Seattle, like we were drinking there or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, always finding something to do and always finding trouble or, or whatever. Is that kind of how it was for you guys also, like no matter where you went or were you just sort of like, we'll do the convention, I'm going to go to sleep, even though you're like 32. <laughs> Every trip I took with Gus was like a vacation. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, it was just so much fun. We would always... Carefree. <laughs> we, would, we would have to try to find the fun you know you would try to find something to relax or unwind doing and you know whenever whenever the mega 64 guys were on it's not like we ever coordinated going to places together but we inevitably we'd run into each other and uh hang out and you know spend time together i think nowadays if we were to do that i probably would not go i'd no, probably, no, I'd probably yeah. be like all right i'm going to my room i'm gonna watch tv and go to sleep well even like when we you know we were just on vacation in cancun together eric and we'd spend all day together i wouldn't say together all day around each other um just kind of like cohabitating coexisting and then at night after dinner it's like eight o'clock and you're like all right i'm ready for bed i imagine it'd be much the same at this point i mean like i don't think that had anything to do with beach living it's just like eight o'clock is about when i start to (laughs) (laughs) but i imagine that it wasn't always that way especially when you would go to uh i don't know no, uh, what's, we, what's a convention no. that you would go to down south? MomoCon or some shit. Like, like, what was that? Was it always just like, okay, let's get this booth done as fast as we can and then go out? So yeah. I think the, <laughs> the beauty of it is that Gus and I considered this to be a pretty important part of our jobs mm-hmm. and our career. And I think we both really instantly saw, because we were the first people to do a convention, and I think we had that light bulb moment where we saw how, like, the... I don't know the the really st- uh, like in, intense. Uh, I, I, I guess you would say um, what's sort of looking for enthusiasm. No, well, en- enthusiasm for sure, but like the intangible benefits mm. would be like uh, so present, even though they're intangible. Uh, that we, I think, we both really uh, keyed into how important that part of the the job was for us even though they weren't real money makers at, at best we probably broke even or made a, a, a little, little bit, bit of mo- yeah. a little bit of money here and there the, the goal was just not to lose money but you would go and you would do these conventions and then for like the next week you'd have like 500 kids in a high school wearing red versus blue clothes and talking about how great it was to meet us and stuff and, and it was great to meet them too uh and so i think we realized how important that was to the growth of rooster teeth uh in a very like street team you know, door-to-door kind of way. And so we took it a lot more seriously than anybody else, and we took it as a big part of what we did. So we did more conventions, and because we did that, and because I think we were so similarly aligned in work ethic and also what we were trying to get out of it, we worked very fucking well together. Mm -hmm. And so we were like a well-oiled machine, and uh, we would get there. It was no nonsense. We would put everything into efficiency, getting it set up, getting it, like getting uh, the pallets torn down, everything set up, getting ready to sell. And then the second we started to sell, Gus and I went into bit mode where we tried to give every single person that came to the booth 45 seconds of comedy. Yeah. Right. Like a show or something. Move them on yeah. and keep it going. We wanted to, but please everybody, give everybody something a little special and then get them out the door so that we could please the next people. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the day, 
Uh, we wanted to get the fuck out of there as yeah. quickly as possible. We were pretty burned out from talking to people for 12 hours a day, so we didn't want to spend a lot of time. Uh, and, and mostly, I'll be honest with you, the way it boiled down to is Gus and I did a lot of work, and we were probably a little bent out of shape at the people <laughs> in the booth who didn't work as hard as us, and we didn't want to or who share... who approached it differently. Yeah, we didn't want to share a f- expensive steak dinner on the company with them. Yeah. Uh, and so we would go back to the hotel room, we would count the money, or eat a pizza, and go to bed yeah i don't know if you remember this when uh you know normally at a convention when the hall closes there's an announcement like halls close proceed to the exit whatever if i saw people like dilly dallying around or not leaving i would start screaming at them from the booth yeah get the fuck out of here it's closed i want to go home i can't can't leave until you leave you know because i would get so annoyed it's like you've had 10 hours today (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. I will I will say that was the, the, probably the biggest pet peeve Gus and I would have is somebody would come and they would work the booth. And I'm not I'm not calling out anybody in specific. There's uh-huh. a, a large cast of people this could have been in Rooster Teeth. It's all their uh, fault. <laughs> we'd come by, fold t-shirts for an hour and be like, woo, let's go to Roost Chris. And we'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You did not, like, this, you did this not was, do steak dinner work. This was a long day. <laughs> yeah. Chris Martin, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Damaris. <laughs> uh, been out with you guys for a steak. I think it packs east uh, because Mega 64 was never steak, guys. Mm. It was always like, well, just eat like the fastest thing and then we're going out is the way that it was. And then we went to Morton's, mm-hmm. I think, with you guys. Yeah. And that's when I learned that ev- you guys are everyone that we went with from Rooster Teeth like knew their steak inside <laughs> and out. It was fucking crazy. And then it was just uh, like, it was just like, Five guys kind of sitting there going, what are you guys getting get the fuck? <laughs> I, uh, I got food poisoning at a steakhouse at PAX East once. It wasn't a Martin's. It was another, like, some other chain. I don't remember the name of. We don't have them here. But I remember went out. Didn't even, like, wasn't like a a night where I went out drinking a bunch. I went out, had a steak dinner, had a couple drinks, and, like, went back to my hotel room, went to sleep. And I woke up, like, in the middle of the night, you know, with that feeling where you're like, oh, I ate something bad. Like, run into the toilet, like throwing it all up and then being like oh thank god like instant instant relief i feel better and then mean like waking up the next morning then it's like all right gotta gotta shake it off gotta get to work immediately mm-hmm. that's uh <sighs> awful i do not miss that stuff i don't either man those are rough days this show is sponsored by better help when you're at your best you can do great things but sometimes life gets you bogged down you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to Working with therapists can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything in life. Uh, I know, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I myself like trying to optimize things, get the best, uh, most use uh, out of it. And why wouldn't you think that way about yourself? You want to get the most out of you. You want to get the best out of you. uh, And I think therapy can help you find that, help you unlock that potential. So, And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. Flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. I love that. Uh, Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Again, totally up to you. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash anima today. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anima, A-N-M-A. Just like the podcast. We all know what that stands for, right? Betterhelp.com slash anima. We definitely had fun, though. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. We did fun stuff. We went to, we went and saw Harry Potter that time in Florida. We oh, told that God. story. We went and saw Ralphie Mae one time. Oh, I mean, yeah, we went yeah. and like went to comedy shows, and 
enjoyed. I think it's just that we figured out very quickly that it was more fun to be at home than to be at a convention anywhere. And so we wanted to uh, be as efficient as possible so we get the fuck back. But, but I mean, I, I feel also you get jaded after a while. Like you travel enough and, you know, you're like, okay, I've seen this. I've seen this kind of stuff. I don't want to do this anymore. But I remember, you know, early on, especially, it was always, it was all new experiences. It was, you know, we, I think we were a lot more wide eyed about it. You, we like, you know, for example, like when we went to Australia for the first time, you know, we um, met someone who was really friendly took us to a ski lodge and we went skiing yeah which oh, was wow. a whole thing uh, there's like mount buller i think it's called it's like a four hour drive away from melbourne <laughs> we got we got into a car with a stranger and drove up a mountain and then spent like three days or two days skiing with them yeah, yeah. um we also went to, never spoke to that person again no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely time yeah it was great we had a blast uh, we also went learned to, how to ski it was fun we went to that uh zoo in melbourne yeah yeah uh we went to the platypusery which was maybe the, you went to the what the, like the building where they keep the platypus or the platypusery Platypi. it was the the funniest thing in the world to me uh, i probably stood outside that building for 15 minutes laughing at it <laughs> we saw that uh that giraffe kill a possum, possum yeah that was brutal <laughs> So Gus was I, talking in the car about how the grossest, like the most brutal thing he's ever seen is a hawk kill a pigeon. Yeah. And I was reminding him that we saw a, a, a horrific scene of a giraffe just stomping this possum to death and then like ripping at its head with this giant giraffe mouth. It was, we, we, we were at the zoo in Melbourne and we heard, you know, we were walking around we heard like this commotion, like people, like a hubbub. People were yeah. like, like, uh. Like, Hullabaloo. Yeah, like talking loudly and kind of yelling and exclaiming. We're like, well, let's go see what's going on. Uh-huh. Like idiots, right? At a zoo, you hear yelling. Let's walk in that direction. Right. We walk over there, and it's like a, a crowd of people around the giraffe pen, and they're screaming things like, "Someone get help!" Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> Call it, the zookeeper. Someone, someone do something like that kind of stuff. We're like, oh, what's going on? And there was like uh, a giraffe kind of by like there was like a rock in the middle of the enclosure and like it's like next to the rock was like this little possum that was like trying to hide and was like huddled up next to it oh, but this no. giraffe was not letting it go right this giraffe was like stomping at the rock trying to get the the possum to to get out and uh, i guess that finally at one point the possum decided to try to make a break for it uh-uh. uh, but the giraffe was much faster and like started like trying to kick at it and stomp on it while it was running it got like a glancing blow on it which kind of like dazed the possum and then it like brought down its full weight onto yeah. it. And then like I guess the other giraffes noticed what was going on because they all like convened on this scene and they all like put their stupid big necks and heads down and they all started ripping it apart. Like oh one of them God. like lifted it up to like its full height and then dropped it down to the ground and it was brutal. Little kids started crying. Yeah. Like parents were shielding their children's eyes and like full grown adults were like tears streaming down their face, like, someone do something. It was like, oh, Gus remembers it much more <laughs> visually than I do. <laughs> it was brutal. It, it was, was really gross. It was amazing. Um, That's yeah, fucking cycle crazy. Of life. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 what were they going to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Don't be a possum. Right. <laughs> stay, out of the, stay out of the giraffe pen. But that's when I realized um, giraffes can be mean. Or <laughs> like, yeah. Giraffes can fuck you up. It's like, oh, they're big. Like, <laughs> like you, know, you know they're big, but it's like, oh, watching Just- a giraffe actually use its weight. And seeing it, you know, move around, I was like, oh, no, it's a, uh, that, that the draft can fuck you up. That's fucking crazy. I bet Gus, I bet I've been to Pike's Place Market with Gus more than anybody else on uh, Earth. Yeah, on, yeah. On purpose? <laughs> what else are you going to do? Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> Bored in Seattle. Let's walk down over there. 
Saw the, the gum walls a million times. Yeah. Is it's, that still there? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think they cleaned it off a few years ago and then like it, they, people restarted it. I sent Jack there and made him eat gum off of it. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, did you like watch guys throw fish? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, any city we've been to, we've I guarantee you we've done we've done the thing. The yeah. touristy thing, we we we've, we've done it. We 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 had a slice of Sbarro's in New York. <laughs> As uh, you do. Awesome. <laughs> Uh yeah, but yeah, we it, it 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 it's it's been a great experience. But even before Rooster Teeth, like my old uh, my old job, I used to do a lot of traveling. Uh, it was it was a traveling job. I would spend yeah. five days out of the week on the road, and my days off were Tuesday and Wednesday. I would spend Tuesday and Wednesday in Austin, and then Thursday through Monday, I was going some to some town somewhere. So I've spent a lot of time traveling around the United States. Which I feel like was very lucky because I did that stupid thing when I was a kid where the, I took that other job before receipt because I thought I've never really traveled. This is a traveling job. I'll get to see so much stuff. What you don't realize unless you've ever had a traveling job is you see a lot of airports and hotels. Yeah. You, like you see the place you're going to work, you see the airport, you see the hotel, and that's about you it. S- you see, the thing I remember is convention center carpet. Yeah. In yeah. every city I go to. An airport carpet. Yeah. An airport carpet. Do- and hotel carpet. Yeah. If mm, I'm trying to think of how to ask this, if you could do conventions again, no, just like no, like nothing in you wants anything to do with it, huh? Uh, I did a couple last year, yeah, and it's a different kind of convention now than what than the days when we would go and be at the booth three hours before opening to set up and do all the work, and then you know racing around town. One of us racing around town trying to find a bank open to get. Changed oh, for fuck, the day. I for, yeah, I fucking dude, forgot about that, that. sucked. Oh, it's the worst. And running daily reports, and then selling oh. and being on all day, and then cleaning up and going back and counting them. And like that, that's a lot. It's not like that now. I would love to do it if I don't have to do all of that other stuff. Yeah, if I, if I could just show up and be do the entertaining part. It's. That's not, what it is yeah. now. And yeah. not have to worry about all the other logistics and everything. Where's our packages? Why haven't they unloaded it from the dock? For the love of God, can somebody get shrink wrap? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just so much stuff. Well, look, let me ask you this. What if we did this show somewhere? I mean, it's funny is you, that something you would want to do? It's funny you say that because I was thinking about RTX, uh-huh. you know, which is our event here in Austin. and wondering if we were going to do anything for that. But... Doing this on, are you saying like doing this on the road somewhere? I don't know. I, I get, I don't want to say like, oh, we take it like a traveling road show. We go to like these venues or whatever. But like if there was a convention that was like, hey, we'd love to have you guys do like a live anima thing and just do like, like a panel, but like doing an episode of the show. Is that something that you would want to do? It's, cu- it's a kookaburra. Uh, is that something you have any interest in? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And yeah. I, and I think also the interesting thing is that we've been to enough cities and enough of these events that we could Probably. find something local to latch onto to tell stories about. I think so. Yeah. That would be interesting. The, I, remember, <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember once, because uh, we've been to lots of coffee shops in all these different cities we've been yeah. to. Uh, who knows if they're still open or not. But I remember one time we were on a trip out at uh, Bungie when they were still in Kirkland at the. Um, the um the old pancake house office and we were staying at a hotel down the street and one morning i was walking over to 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 that bungee office to work on something i was walking with matt and uh it was like our second or third day there and i pointed out a place i don't know if you were there or not but there was a a cross kind of across the street and down the ways a little bit from that bungee office there was a pay what you want coffee shop oh what it was like a coffee shop and you order whatever you want and there was like a box with a lock on it 
It's like whatever you felt like putting in the box, you put in there as an exchange for the coffee. They're like, they had a menu, but there was no set prices. It was like whatever you wanted to pay, you put yeah. money into the box. Wow, that's cool. And uh, I was telling Matt about it because I'd gone there the day before. I was like, oh, yeah, there's like a pay-what-you-want coffee place. Like you go in, you know, order whatever you want and put cash in this box with a lock on it. He was like, oh, cool, I want to go there too. I was like, all right. Was like, we got a couple minutes. So we stop, you know, cross the street, stop in at the coffee place. I walk in first. Matt walks in behind me. Matt walks in, takes one step, and loudly exclaims, hey, is this a free coffee place? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Every employee, like, descended on Matt all uh, at the same time to explain it was a pay-what-you-want coffee place, uh, that not is a free coffee place. such a Matt thing to do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was I was mortified. I was so embarrassed that I walked in there with him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let me clarify one thing. Uh, I don't have any problem with conventions. Conventions okay. are great. I think it's just the difference between working a convention for 15 years and attending conventions. You yeah. know, there's there's different beasts. But I would I I love I would love to I love performing. Yeah. You know, so if there was a reason for us to perform anywhere, I would do it. So you think if we did the I would. Or if that's something people would want, this isn't me. Is this putting a it leading out. question? No, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm, I'm just thinking about like what. I just never thought about this show being anything other than what we're doing right now, and like taking it somewhere. That sounds fun. It would be so interesting, but I don't know how. How well, entertaining. I guess people want to see it, so whatever. People like go into like podcast tapings and stuff. Don't yeah, they? it's a thing. Yeah, we it's had, just the energy here is like, hey, we're like kicking back having a cup of coffee. Like we just had in 2022, we just had that wildly successful podcast tour that we stopped <laughs> before we finished because it was losing so much money. <laughs> we have a history of losing money Let's in this do company. That again. <laughs> Stop doing stuff like that. I don't know. The Face Jam one was fucking great. We did a great live Face Jam show Daniel or whatever. Daniel was cool. Yeah, it, it's like that stuff is cool. And it's like, I could see this crossing over like with conventions, I guess. I just never Maybe really already, thought about it like that. If we're already going to a convention. Yeah. Not that that's something we really do anymore. But I feel like we, we should start doing that again. I don't know well, why we... I, we could, I, I think we should reevaluate conventions and the way we approach them. I think doing them the way we did in the past doesn't make sense. But I think having a presence and showing up to do events at, like you're talking about, yeah. at conventions, at other conventions, makes total sense. I don't yeah. know why we stepped away from that just as valuable uh i mean i remember why we were just burned out and we we only had there were some only so many hours in the day and we had to be more purposeful with where we put our man hours yeah i get that but you know we don't ha they don't all have to be the time sinks that they were before I like totally all agree. that huge time investment to get things spun up and <laughs> totally going agree. so what kind of presence would you want i'm not saying for the show but i'm saying like if you reevaluate conventions or whatever and this isn't something we're going to do. I'm just saying, like, what, like how, how could you say, like, a small booth and then, like, hey, come hang out? Yeah, like, like a, a panel, a meet and like greet. Like what we did at VidCon this last year. Oh, okay. okay. When you and I went to VidCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I know you did other stuff, but what I did was uh -huh. just show up, do a panel, and that's it. Uh -huh. Stay for a day, leave. Stay for the next day if there's another panel or a Q&A or something. But right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm also, you, you guys probably know this about me, but maybe the audience doesn't know it. I'm not big, these days I'm not big on traveling for work a lot yeah. yeah there's so much stuff to get done here in austin if i can show up go do something for a day like and then fly back the next day or fly back the same day that's ideal that's great mm -hmm. um i'm not i, I don't want to give like a big gonna go there for two or three day like time commitment kind of thing just because then shit here falls behind schedule it's just it's just a whole ordeal and it just gets harder honestly it gets harder the older you get just with life yeah shit getting in the way um I, it's funny you say that though because uh, I have been thinking a lot about this podcast going forward and just I mean I think that Gus and I have luckily 25 years or something of stories to tell mm -hmm. 
Um, but there will come a point when we run out. Mm-hmm. But it's become apparent to me that you and I didn't really interact much for the last couple of years because we didn't have a production together mm-hmm. and we're both hermits. Mm-hmm. And if this, oh, yeah. if this naturally runs its course, we'll go back to not talking. Yeah. And so I was telling Eric the other day, I need to find a way for this podcast to continue to outlive our, our old stories because otherwise we, we go back to not seeing each other. <laughs> this is the only way our friendship flourishes. By, by so, like ob- work obligation. We, yeah, we just need to roll it into whatever the next thing is. I just, I wonder if that's the next thing. I wonder if it is like a podcast, like okay. convention appearance kind of thing or whatever and go get a cup of coffee, you know, fly in, fly out kind of yeah. deal, meeting greedy sort of situation. It, yeah, that could be interesting. I, uh, I that thought, means no, right? I, well, no, that's a no for guys. I have a side thought. So there was this other idea I had for a different podcast I okay. do. Um, you know, I got my pilot license uh, last year, and I discovered I, I have this other podcast, Black Box Down, that covers aviation disasters. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that there's an airport that is their airport code is BBD. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is oh, a, Black Box Down. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You're not Belvedere. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's about an hour and a half flight from here, maybe a two-hour flight from here. Uh, it's a small town. I thought about organizing a fly-in event for Black Box down there, where it's like one morning I fly out there and I land and I wait and see if anybody else shows up. If there's like any other pilots who listen, who would show up at this middle airport in the middle of nowhere, wait there for three hours and then take off and leave. This is the most niche idea. Right. I love it. Right. But it, that's that's the kind of stuff I love. Like this weird, quirky. Uh, event where chances are nobody's going to show up and if nobody shows up that's fine yeah um uh i I like that kind of stuff just like really off the wall you remember my stupid rtx ideas i love crazy impractical uh shit yeah um i like the idea of you (laughs) flying into a place and going See how many pilots show up to this it's just (laughs) like are you uh, narrowing narrowing the field might look like f F one weekend in Austin. <laughs> nothing but planes. Really crazy. Um, I always think about like I'm always drawn to the idea of doing interviews. Yeah. Um, and I think that a fun direction to go with this podcast would be if Gus and I did take it on the road. Yeah. Go into other cities. We do have like an episode in certain cities. Yeah, for where sure. We could we could fill out, but it would be just as much fun to go to like. A city, and then interview somebody from that city of some prominence uh, or, or, or providence or, right, right. or note, and then um, and learning about the city through their stories. But I feel like when we do interview, I feel like I personally find interview content to be very interesting and engaging. Uh huh. But I feel like whenever Rooster Teeth does it, the audience doesn't dig it. I I mean I don't care for. I, here's the thing with guests, I feel like it doesn't in, do well. I, the thing about guests and interviews and all that stuff to me is that it's just not the type of content that I dig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear, like, what you guys are doing here is, like, there's a reason I subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. And having, like, the Jason episode I thought was really cool because it wasn't an interview. That was, hey, this is our friend, and we're going to hang out with our friend and kind of, like, tell old stories. That's so, exactly what I was thinking about, and that's what I was going to counter to Jeff, is that we still have plenty of people here locally that we haven't had on, that we've talked about having on, yeah. on this show, right? Of course. Like yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm talking about, like, us running out of idea, or running out of stories years from now. Mm-hmm. I, don't think it's an, I don't think it's something that we have to confront in 2023 or 2024. I just, the idle mind wanders, mm-hmm. and I start looking down the road. And just, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, like, 
just intentionality in general and where I'm putting my efforts and uh, my creativity and my work and where I want to put it. Yeah. And I don't want this to get lost in, in the shuffle. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Because uh, I think it, I, it, it, it is genuinely, uh, it seemed like a lark at first, but it's become a pretty valuable part of my week. It, oh, uh, okay. I get what you're saying. Same here. Yeah. That, that, this, this podcast is one of the reasons that I am also very restricted in my travel. I want to make sure that, like for, for work stuff, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm here on these days so that we can we can record like this one and Black Box Down, which I talked about, like, I want to. I don't want to get behind on those. I want to make sure that yeah. that we're um, prioritizing. We're giving, yeah, right? we're, give, we're giving them the proper attention. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it's. I think you still have a lot of runway. We, I do too. With this show, and I do think that having people you used to work with or friends on or whatever is probably what we're going to keep doing. Yeah. I was talking to. We were talking about having Becca on. I was talking to her the other day, and she's like. Oh hey, like let's do Anma, we and should. so we just have to find a time. That's a great. Yeah. Be, and she would be great. Yeah, right. we, we still got to talk to Frank. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know if yeah, Frank yeah. knows his podcast exists. Oh, and that we've talked about him. We need. We need to have him. Oh, uh, I'd love to have Frank on. I miss Frank. I haven't seen him in forever. Okay, so I, I guess that would probably be like the next step in like what we're doing here. Then, right? Is, yeah, um, we should. We should have Becca on first. Yeah, and then but who's on second? Frank. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Terrible. Maybe we should in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let me ask this, uh, because we are we're right around like the, what, the forty minute mark. Uh, we haven't talked about the coffee at all. Fleet coffee. It is phenomenal. Now, now it's so good. Now it's here's the thing. It's the same coffee as the coffee we had at Littlefield. Yeah. This this coffee is so cute and tiny. Mm-hmm. Like the sleeve yeah. for my Americano is almost as big as the cup itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is awesome. This is so some I saw someone online. Suggest it said that if we were going to come here, we should also try the Desnudo coffee, which I guess is a trailer right around here. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll come here next we'll time. Hit yeah. that up uh, next time. I, w- I will say, uh, for my money, Fleet is and continues to be the best cup of coffee in Austin. It's a, okay. It's, yeah. It's uh, my favorite cup of coffee and my favorite brand of Enema. I mean, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> here we go again. No. <laughs> vacuum. Gus knows a vacuum lot bowel. about Enema brands. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps talking about yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Um, I think it's a really good cup of coffee. I think this is a neighborhood spot. Yeah. Right? Like, if you lived here... This would be awesome. Like yeah, that would rule. It would just be like, can I go get a cup of coffee? I would have a cup of coffee here, like, every day. Yeah. It'd be fucking great. Um, and then go across the street and have lunch, and then come across the street and get drunk at uh, Lost Well. Like, yeah. great great little corner here the, I, on a road you Mil- don't... Millie's anticipate. middle school was right down the road. Oh, really? So I would come here after dropping off from school every day to get a cup of coffee. Oh, that's, that's killer. That's a great routine. I'm not going to lie. I thought this place was called the Friendliest Bar. No, it's it called says, yeah. the Lost it says, Well. It says the Friendliest Bar in big yellow letters on front. Yep. Like The Lost Well sign at the top kind of gets lost for me. I was like, oh, the Friendliest Bar. Yep. Uh, I saw the same thing. And yeah. I thought that. And then it was like, this is the Lost Well. I went, oh, it's the Lost Well. Yeah, oh, fuck. You look up a little more. Yeah. Like, oh, there we go. Yep. Um, so let's talk about uh, the name of this podcast, which I want to reiterate is not a bit. Uh, we are trying to guess the name. Uh, we asked last time. Should we just say the name? A lot of people said yes. Uh, I still say no. Uh, somebody said, what if Gus gives a hint every episode? Gus, is that, you want to give a hint? I have been. What the hell are you talking about? I've been giving a hint. No, not Gus? Every, not, okay, let me, let me clarify. Not every episode, mm-hmm. and probably not for the last couple of episodes. Okay, but so, you, okay, so you, you haven't been doing it. Do you want to tell the audience what you told us right before we started? I have, I have easily said every word in the title. <laughs> Sometimes I repeat the word to like emphasize that what I'm saying, not every time, but sometimes I do, to try to like get you to ask, why are you saying that? Uh, and nobody ever does. You say theater. We just think that like it's the way you say stuff. Yeah, Maybe you say Chicago. 
But so yeah, there have been plenty of hints. There have been so <sighs> many hints. Sometimes like it's like I'm trying to shoehorn. I'm like I'm afraid that what I'm saying, like they're gonna clearly know that I'm I'm, I'm saying something here because what I'm saying makes no sense. It's too obvious. Yeah, it's, so, it's not. Turns out it's not. Yeah, it turns out it's not. It's killing me. Killing me. Yeah. Um, it's killing me. Okay. You have said the name now though. You have said it out loud. I said my my wife the last week or the week before my wife asked me what it stood for, and I said it out loud and I hated it. But, well, also what is I fucking was, I hear that your wife's not the only person that you've said it to now. What do you what do you, what do you hear? Did you tell Armando? What you tell Armando what it's called? No, I didn't. Really? <laughs> He's going around saying I never told him. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. What a sneaky little Subterfuge. snake. I like it. Intrigue. Um, Who's telling the truth? Mm-hmm. Now, if uh, if that name comes back up, then I know he's talking. Whoa. It's like, uh, Did you give him a fake name? Uh, you give him a MacGuffin name? Uh, I mean, he didn't tell me what the name was. He yeah. just told me that he uh, that he knew, and that made me more mad. I yeah, think. I was pretty um, angry. Yeah. Um, Brendan Tate says, anyone must answer. The whole name's a MacGuffin. Uh, no, 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 it's not anyone must answer. Is MacGuffin in the title? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, ancient Machinimators. That's very true, but no. Another margarita. Ooh. Ooh. I've been a long time since I had a margarita, but no. Derek Ham says, name guess, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> All the letters are in order. Does not start with an A. I really like oh, it. Yeah. No. How many margaritas do you think you had this weekend? On Friday, I had 12 in five hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the thing was a margarita machine. The guy just kept, I gave the guy cash, and it was like, keep him coming, bud. And he just... I gotta say, I never got the appeal of all inclusive until I went to Cancun with Eric, mm, and it's, it's just Eric sense. saying all inclusive yep. over and over again. Yep, it was pretty cool. Are you were you in Margaritaville? Oh, wasting away again. <laughs> uh, yeah, the margaritas were great, and then we went to dinner one night, and the waiter was like, "Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, oh, you want this? You want that? You want to get this? Hey, anyone want a shot?" And I went. Uh, I want a shot. Oh. And it was before dinner, and it was like, why'd I do this? Oh, man. And then he made me say it was like a Ariba, a Bajo, a Centro. Don't remember the last fucking word. And then it was like, then you do the shot. Oh, gotcha. It like, was oh, cool. down. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah. then uh, he didn't do the shot. He just, he had fun. Uh, he just laughed at you. <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just helps people get drunk. Oh, yeah. he was helping me, buddy. It was, I mean... It was so cool to sit down and they just go, what do you want? And it's like, oh, fuck. Not, yeah. Is this the free food place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Everything was the free food place. We were all mad home that <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Uh, Gabriel Edwards says, annoying mantra? No. It, it is, but no. Another mantra. No. <sighs> okay. I, I appreciate the two guesses. Um, okay. This will be the last guess that we make. Well, it's not that one. Uh, animators Misadventures. Mm-mm. Okay. So, still don't know the name. Keep sending guesses in at Anima Podcast uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Go, go back and re-listen for any opportunity or anytime Gus repeats himself. Yeah, anytime Gus says something fucking weird, just know that it's uh, I'm that's also, the word. I'm also fucking weird. That's the other thing. <sighs> that's what we were saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm, okay. I'm agreeing with you. Now, let me talk about this. Recently, we have another podcast called <laughs> Face, and it was nominated and is, was Black Box yeah. Down uh, for a Signal Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, won the audience vote, overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. Uh, did not win an award. Weird. And neither did Black Box Down. Weird. Huh? Weird. After they closed the voting and everything. Voting um, closed. Uh huh. Black Box. Uh huh. Subterfuge. Mm-hmm. Can Any it, thoughts? No, listen, that's. I, I, I don't. I just don't like promoting stuff for that reason. Yep. It's if if they're gonna give the award, give the award. I'll, I'll happily take it. But I'm not. 
going to promote it because you never know what's going on. I'm, I'm not saying anything happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's weird. Uh, we called it. We talked about it before. And that's that's why down. that's why I wanted to bring it up here. Yeah. We talked about it, I think, on the mall episode where it was like overwhelmingly. Vo- oh, you lost. Um, yeah. They and, fuck you in the drive through. Yeah. Yep. And we and we definitely won the audience award, which was great. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about more of this on face because I think Andrew has a lot to say about um, <laughs> he like emailed to try to find out like it's, how this voting worked because oh, it did not make sense. It's his first time getting screwed over, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, because there were categories with two golds and six silvers and then there were categories with six silvers and two bronze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess what I'm driving at is there are a lot of life lessons that you could take away from the Anima podcast. It's um, don't try. It, yeah. It really is that um, history sort of repeats itself mm-hmm. in a way where you really see it coming down the road and either you go see it coming or you go Ain't no way it happens again. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, it does. And then it does. It certainly did. Mm-hmm. It certainly happened again. But we knew it. I knew it going forward, or immediately. Uh, that's why I always, I always say, if if you set the bar of expectations low enough, it's impossible to trip over. It's yeah, yeah. You know, I still don't go to drive-throughs to this day because of Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> and lethal, we- lethal weapon. Do you remember his name? Lou Getz. Anything yeah. you anything want, Lou Getz. Getz. I, I, I'm like, yeah, they do fuck you in the drive. They like, do fuck you. In I the watched drive-thru. it at a very pivotal moment in my life, and yeah. to this day, I do not trust drive-throughs. Wow. I still, I think about. I don't know why, but it's not even a very good movie. But I think no. about him all the time. In Diplomatic that movie. community. That's that one, right? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, there that you was go. two, maybe. That's but, yeah, a- I think that. Two Jim, was about diplomatic two co- That conversation about they fucking the drive-thru was two, wasn't it? That was four. Was I it think. four? I think it was no. four. No. They fucking the drive-thru? I thought that was two. Was Leo Getz in two? I thought so. I thought he was in four. I thought it was two. Mm. I'll have to look it up. Interesting. Very good. Um, you follow us at Anima Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, don't trust awards. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. They're out to get you. Yeah. Uh, any final words for the folks at home? We told you so. How do I top that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>